Welcome to Sermons Online at Mantino Church of the Nazarene in Mantino, Illinois. We hope you enjoyed today's service from Sunday, June 28, 2020 with Pastor Ken Garner. Today's sermon from the series on the fruit of the Spirit is Proof, Peace. We're in this series called Proof, uh, and we're studying the fruit of the Spirit, the fruit of God's Holy Spirit in our lives. And the proof that God's Spirit is growing in our lives is the fruit that grows and how our life changes. And so that's what we are talking about. And in Galatians chapter 5 of the New Testament, the Apostle Paul writes, and he, he lists several of that We've read those early in the service, but he lists those, those graces that grow in our lives. And we don't get them all at once. It's not magic. Uh, so it's something that happens. It's something that is an action and something that is taking place in our lives. And last week we talked about joy and one of the commentators said that the twin of joy is peace. And, and really, when you look at a lot of the scriptures that talk about rejoice or joy or they talk about peace, they, they talk about both things right there, both of these graces. And in the New Testament, the word peace is used 80 different times. And so we're not going to go through all of those scriptures this morning. Uh, I'm actually, most of the scriptures I'll just list and hope that maybe uh, they'll be something you can write down and, and study on your own this week. Uh, but I, I want you to know that the fruit of the Spirit grows in our lives. And it grows to prove that we're more than overcomers. Paul says we are more than conquerors. We're overcomers through Jesus Christ who loved us. And, and this fruit that grows in our life, and when we're able to look back and go, my life is changing, it, there's something that happens to us. And we believe and we see God working. And so the fruit grows and it helps us to overcome come in our lives. Peace, uh, but the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace. Peace is more than lighting a candle and, oh, that smells good and just, ah, oh, life is so good. Peace is more than a still pond with no ripples or waves or scum. Uh, peace is more than lack of storms in our lives. We talked about it last week with joy that we are going to get hit with that dodgeball of life right in between the eyes all the time. We're going to get hit. That's the one promise we know in life that we're going to have trouble. Um, and peace is not the lack of life dealing us those troubles. It's really just the opposite. Peace grows in the midst of those troubles. In Mark chapter 4, uh, the disciples, Jesus had 12 disciples he was very close to, and he had just uh, been doing a bunch of ministry and speaking to large crowds and healing people, and they got in a boat, and they're going across the boat, and Jesus is tired, and so he's asleep in the boat. And... There's the 12 disciples there, and a lot of them were fishermen. They'd been on the lake before, and it was, a, it was a very big lake. And so it wasn't just something small, but it was something that had all, because of the, the hills and the mountains, all of the problems of waves, waves and everything. And so a storm comes up, and Jesus is sleeping through the storm. 
And the disciples are like, we're going to die. And so they go and they wake Jesus up and they said, don't you care about us? We're going to die. And Jesus said, really? I was asleep. No. He goes, he goes, oh, you of little faith. And then miraculously, he says, peace be still. And all of a sudden, boom, the lake is calm. It was not because of the disciples' faith that Jesus calmed the storm and took the storm away. They were supposed to have faith in him and peace in his presence in the midst of the storm. It was because of their lack of faith. He's like, ah. And then later, the scripture that was, that was read, it was later in, on the night that Jesus was betrayed and a new storm was going to just pounce on the disciples. Jesus said to them, I've told you all of these things so that you may have peace in me. He said, in this world you will have trouble, but take heart. I have overcome the world. Peace is, it's, it's a state of being. Uh, peace is God pursuing us. So peace, God's peace pursued us. It says in Romans chapter 5, verse 1, that we have peace with God through Jesus Christ. It says that we are justified by our faith in Jesus Christ, and so we have peace with God. John chapter 3 says, For God so loved the world that he sent Jesus Christ into the world to save the world, not to condemn the world. We do not need to make God love us. He came, as it says in Romans chapter 5, verses 1 through 8, He came to demonstrate His own love for us in this, that while we were sinners, while we were unable, while we were powerless, He came to us and He said, I love you so much that I am here and I am living for you and I am dying for you and I am going to overcome all the troubles of the world and rise from the grave and give you my presence. And that's how much God loves you. And that's the power and the presence and the peace that pursued you when you were not able to pursue God or you didn't want to pursue God. He said, I love you. Wow. What storms in life threaten your security and your faith in God's love and the, your faith in God's working in your life? Because this peace and this presence that you have, this love from God, isn't something that you or I work up. This is something that He gives to us. So, what storms in life, what situations in life threaten your security and your faith in God's love for you? Take a minute. Think about it. Talk to somebody around you if you can. And just let God talk to you about how much he loves you.
we've talked a lot that the fruit of the Spirit is not just something static, but that there's something that is active and growing, and it's something that is flexing in our lives. And, and so God pursued peace. His peace pursued us, but then that does something in our lives, and we begin to pursue peace with life. And Melody Grimm is with us, and you've seen her several times online singing. But as, uh, as I was thinking about we pursue peace with life, and Melody was walking in, and she was standing in the doorway waiting for something to copy in the office, and I just said, Melody. And I said, Melody, how do you have peace? And we just had a real quick conversation on peace and why she has it. So uh, what was your response to me when I asked you, how do you have peace? Um, Right now, I have peace because the Lord gives me strength from day to day to deal with everything that I'm dealing with, scans and um, just the different test results and um, treatment for cancer. Um, so, and, and that's why I asked her because she's been dealing with cancer and not too long ago she said, I've just got this overwhelming peace. And I'm, we're all like, wow. And so I just asked her, I said, why do you have peace? Yes, God gives me peace. I cannot explain it. Um, I have so many people praying for me right now and it really is an unexplainable peace that um, the Lord has given me through daily um, prayer with him and time with him, and um, okay. I, I can't explain it. Right, and, and you said something that, that struck me. You said, uh, I'm, I'm okay. I'm going to be okay, and, but then you qualified that mm-hmm. because mo- like I would be thinking that okay means she's going to be healed, everything's going to be hunky-dory, life's going to go back as normal, and that's not what you defined okay as. No, um, I mean, as I've been praying, I felt like the Lord said, you're going to be okay, but I don't know what that means. I don't know if that means I'm going to be completely healed of cancer. I don't know if that means, I mean, at the time, I didn't even know if I was going to have to go through treatment. I don't know if that means... I'm going to pass away sooner rather than later. I mean, we're all going to, you know, die eventually, but right. I don't know what okay means if he's going to take me home, if he's going to allow me to live on earth longer, but I have a peace about that. That you're going to be okay. okay. Mm-hmm. Wow. And that's what Paul talks about when he says, you know, I've got this peace that passes understanding. And for the rest of us, you know, I, I, you know, my shoulders go up and I stop breathing a little bit when you say that and uh, when that C word comes out. And, uh, but for you, there's been a, oh, I'm going to be okay. Mm-hmm. And no. I'll be honest, there are days <laughs> where I feel overwhelmed and I feel like, you know, the devil fills your mind with all kinds of thoughts and you have to take those captive and continue to pray and um, just know that God is in control. And again, I don't know what that looks like. Right. So, yeah. So do you, 
Do you have to pursue that? Or is it something that just miraculously, magically happens because you're like, oh, I love Jesus, and peace just falls in your life, and everything's hunky-dory? Or is it you have to go after it? Yes. I feel like I have gotten closer to the Lord through all of this. Just, I mean, I've always been a Christian since I was five years old, but there's times in your life where, you know, things don't turn out like you think they're going to. Like last week's sermon, you get smacked in the face with a curveball and mm. you have to, you know, keep taking steps forward. And each day you have to um, just continue to pursue God and pursue what he wants for your life that day and not even worry about the future, really. I mean, okay. because he is taking care of us step by step through it, through every circumstance. Right. And that's what Jesus told us. Mm -hmm. He said, just take care of today. God knows everything that you need. Just seek his kingdom today, his righteousness, his justice, his peace today. And he'll take, he's going to add those other things, but let's just get today right and not live tomorrow today. And so you were, you were talking to me about you're trying to live in the moment, in today, and not in the what-ifs of yes. tomorrow. Yeah, and that's not always easy because, yeah. <laughs> again, your mind races through, well, what if this happens or what if this happens? And um, I've learned also because my mom went through cancer that you literally just have to take one step at a time, one scan at a time. And that's another thing. I am definitely afraid of medical anything. Like, oh, okay. not afraid, but like it makes me really nervous. And right. um, I have had a peace even through all of my scans that whatever the results, God is going to be with me. God's kingdom today, his righteousness today, not tomorrow, not getting ahead of things. Mm -hmm. uh, the focus being... God's presence right now, today. Paul in Philippians chapter 4 tells us how, how he does that. And so I would, I'm, there's so many scriptures I'd love to read to you today, but the word peace like, is 80 times in the New Testament. So do the word study. And, but Philippians chapter 4, Paul, that peace where he talks about that passes understanding, he goes through that and he kind of says, here's how I do it. Every day I pray and I'm every situation I pray and I'm thankful and I present this request to God and I try to focus not on all the what ifs, but on what is admirable and he goes through it all and he says, and the secret is Jesus. Mm -hmm. I can do this because he gives me strength. And so what we said was the secret to joy, the twin of joy really is peace, like one of the commentators puts it. And um, the peace also comes because we only realize we can do this because Jesus Christ has overcome and he is present. Um, and so we, but we are responsible to pursue peace in our lives and pursue peace with life. Uh, we are not promised that we're going to be cancer free for the rest of our lives. We are not promised anything except for that we will have trouble in this life. We know it's going to happen. And, and so we are with that promise, trying to figure out and look back when Jesus was in the boat with those disciples and they woke him up and he calmed the storm and made it still. 
because they didn't have any faith. They were supposed to have peace with Jesus in the midst of the storm, but they couldn't find it. And the stillness, no storm in life, was because of no faith. And Jesus later, on the night he was betrayed, in John chapter 16, uh, verse 33, he said, In this world you will have trouble, but I tell you all of this so that you will have peace in me, because take heart, I have overcome the world. And so that's where our peace with life must come in and where we have to pursue that. It's not easy. It's downright difficult sometimes, sometimes impossible. But we just keep trying and somehow that you said walking or in step or something. And this whole passage of Scripture with the fruit of the Spirit is living in step with God's Spirit. And if we get in front of God and we're like, but God, look where I'm at. Uh, we're in front. We're in tomorrow. But we're supposed to stay with the presence of God and walk in step. And as we do that, that peace begins to flex in our lives and, and our soul is strengthened and becomes stronger. And we realize that we're an overcomer and that these situations are not our gods. Life is not what we are up against, but we belong to that God who justified us and said, you are mine. I love you. And so I'm getting wound up, so we'll be here forever. Um, so God's peace pursued us, and then we pursue peace with life, and we pursue peace with others. And this is the difficult part. We live right now in a time that is incredibly difficult to figure out. I, um, we've got a pandemic in our country. Racial tension and racial injustice is, uh, is the front burner of everything right now. And and now, because of some of the other things that have happened, that we've got violence and we have frontline workers that are struggling. And so the, the economy has tanked because of all of this. This is a difficult time to be alive. And I don't have to tell you, I can look in the mirror and every day go, I'm emotionally struggling. This is a difficult time to be alive. Any one of these situations would have done most of us in, and we are getting hammered every day with life. And, and it's difficult during this time to find peace. But when we realize that peace of God that pursues us and we begin to find peace with the things around us, um, then everywhere in the New Testament, we are supposed to pursue peace with others. In Matthew chapter 5 verse 9 it says blessed are the peacemakers so they will be called sons of God. So in all of these situations in all of the tensions whether it's just a something simple at home or whether it's something simple in the grocery store arguing with somebody about whether you need to have a mask on or not or arguing because somebody took three cartons of eggs instead of two or it's something more drastic than that they'll know we're sons of God because we're pursuing Peace, And that doesn't necessarily mean absence of trouble, but it means 
that we are trying to figure harmony and mutual edification out. In, in Matthew chapter 6, we pray the Lord's Prayer every week, and it says to forgive as we are forgiven. Go farther in Matthew. Read the whole chapter, verse 18. Everything that Jesus says there is about how to pursue peace with people in this life. In Romans chapter 12, verse 1, we, you know, we talk about what worship is. and We had a whole series on that. But worship is how we live our lives for Jesus Christ. And that whole chapter is about how we live in relationship with one another. And so how we find peace with each other is how we worship God. Romans chapter 14, verse 19, Paul says, Let us make every effort to do what leads to peace and mutual edification. So it's not just what, hey, calm down, peace, but mutual edification. It's a peace that lifts everybody up instead of just one person. It's a piece that says everybody is created in the image of God and everybody needs to win. So many times we face, we look at things like a win-lose situation. I love sports. But again, if own the winners are only the champions at the end of the year, that means every other athlete that participated is a loser. And some of you are like, yep, that's right. I love to win. I hate to lose. But I'm learning that life should be a win-win situation. You should win, and you should win. It's not, hey, I get mine, and I win. It's mutual edification, and that's when peace really happens. And that doesn't sound like violence to me. That doesn't sound like prejudice to me. 1 Thessalonians 5 says, May the God of peace sanctify you through and through. And in Scripture, that word sanctify means set you apart and cleanse you from the inside out. Stay in step with the Spirit. And as we pursue peace with other people, that, that God who loves us says, It's okay, it's okay, I love you, I've forgiven you, I've given everything for you. And for that person. So figure out how to make it work. May the God of peace sanctify you. So God's peace pursued us. And when we realize and encounter that peace, we begin to pursue peace with everything going on in our lives. And then as that grows in our life and our soul, we begin to pursue peace peace as a peacemaker with people in our lives. So my question for you, this discussion question is what worry, what situation, what person do you need to commit to keeping in step with the Spirit, the fruit of the Spirit, peace?
Remember, God's peace pursued you and me when we were unable to pursue God. His love said he loves us. And he loved us enough to come after us when we were unable and powerless to prove to him or to anyone else that we loved him. Remember, peace is something that as it ha- we need to pursue peace with life. And then peace, we pursue peace as peacemakers with the people in our lives. And I hope today that you don't hear me beating you up. Life is difficult. Uh, life's very difficult. And that's why Jesus said, in this life you will have trouble. But take heart. I have overcome the world, and I tell you these things so that in me, Jesus said, you will have peace. Take heart. Pursue the Spirit's peace today and follow Jesus Christ who has overcome the world and wants you to find peace in him. We hope you received a blessing from this sermon. During this season of COVID-19, we invite you to watch our Sunday services on Facebook and YouTube. We also have Facebook groups for kids, teens, women, and men meeting every week. In addition, every Sunday night, a drive-in worship service is taking place in our parking lot at 7 p.m. From Mantino Church of the Nazarene, where we love God, journey together, serve others, and share Jesus, have a blessed day.